Hello and welcome to the next episode of Camera Rolling. <laughs> I'm Vic. And I'm Dan. And we've got a lot of lot of films to talk about today because we've been a while. Away for a while. But we're back and we're actually in the same room together. Oh my god. We're in the same room. Yes, for the first well, first time doing a pod in the same room anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, which is strange. Um, we're, we're, strange but good. Well, we're recording two pods, aren't we? Number yeah. 16 and number 17 together. Yeah. Uh, but they were released at different times. Um, so we'll do the first one, which is going to focus around um, Swanson Hopkins. And then the second one, which is going to be around about animation. Yeah. But different animations. So not your Pixar, not your Disney. No Disney song. No, no Disney. Disney. No Disney I tried today. I my hardest to from Disney. I was like, no Disney. No, <laughs> no Disney. Disney today. No, um, so let's start with Anthony Hopkins, Vic. Yes. <laughs> Why I love him so much. Yes, I know you do. <laughs> You've been begging to do this one yeah. for ages. Um, but I banned Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, to, to, to uh, my horror, you banned Silence of the Lambs. I banned anything that was Hannibal-esque because I thought, well, we've already done Hannibal art. Yeah. And we, so I thought, no. Well, nope. let's, let's not go there. Nope. Uh, we all know how good he is in those films. We don't need to go down and deep into them. We've already done Remains of the Day, so that was a definite no-no. Um, so we started off... Well, it wasn't actually on our plan to do The Father at first, was it? No, it wasn't. We do, we just went, we went to the cinema, didn't we? Yeah. We, we decided... Yeah, we decided to actually go to the cinema and watch a film. <gasps> the cinema. Just being in... Just walking through and, and seeing that screen and just sitting there. It was cool. It, it, was, it, it, was, it was amazing. Yeah, it was, I think that was my third of that week. Yeah. <laughs> my third cinema. We went, yeah. went to see A Quiet Place too as well, didn't we? Yeah. Um, Which is good. You should watch if you, if, you, yeah. if, you, if you like. And I've been to see Godzilla and versus King Kong. Yeah. Or Kong versus Godzilla, whichever version you want, you want to call it. <laughs> uh, just two giant monsters beating each other up. But it was just great to watch Very that entertaining the though. Very <laughs> yeah. entertaining. It was escapism. Yes. That's what cinema's for. So it was good. It was good to to be spontaneous and go. Oh, go on. Well, it was your idea, Dan, wasn't it? We're gonna watch the father. Yeah. Because you you wanted to watch it as well. You yeah, know, I as well to watch as I it. did because I wanted to watch it. And we we did want to watch it for our previous pod on the mm-hmm. Oscars, but we'd end up not missing the screening at the time. Yeah. So this time we like right, we'll watch it. It was on a limited screening before it actually came out, so we watched it there. And then we thought, you know, what, that'd be good to put on the podcast. And we we took out, I think it was the right to watch yeah. it, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's start with The Father so um, it is obviously from well it's from 2020 not from 2021 yeah uh, even though it only came out this year don't ask me how um, <laughs> it stars Anthony Hopkins Olivia Coleman, directed by Florence Zeller based on his original um, theatre production mm. isn't it um, yeah it was based on a play yes. and then he adapted it and uh, it's his first feature as well which yeah. I was shocked at <laughs> Um, he's he's, done, a lot, he's yeah. done a lot in theatre, but he's mm. never really done anything in film no. uh, until now. Um, so the, I've just wrote down as a little synopsis that the film is around a man struggling with dementia mm. uh, and he's trying to just get through life. And it's just the confusion that happens in his life and how it just escalates and derails him completely. Yeah. Um, I want to know what do you think of this film, Victoria? <laughs> well... I I did I did really love it. Yeah. Like, but 
I am biased because it is Anthony Hopkins and everything I've seen in him, I've seen him do, I've, I've really enjoyed because I just think he's just an amazing actor. He's, he's incredible. I loved, I loved the film of how it was, it was really realistic, you know, as in the acting was so good because it, obviously you're just seeing, seeing this man lose his mind, but the way the film is played out, I'm not going to mention everything because it will spoil it, yeah. but it's very clever in how it makes you feel like him, like, like, like that you're losing your mind because they change characters, they change different, they change the set. So you, you as an audience member, you just get confused and you're there like, I don't know, I don't know what's happening. He was him, now he's not him. And then yeah. you're there confused. I think that's what, what the power of the film is. It draws you in and you're literally there with Anthony Hopkins's character going through it. And I just thought it was just very clever, clever the way, the way they did that. And also I think the focus just on the characters and the acting i like it when there's like not a lot of characters involved yeah. you know I, I i just thought that the acting was so truthful and that's down to the script as well it's well written yeah it was so truthful that by the end you I, we were both weren't we? we were both quite quite emotional after watching it and probably yeah. never i probably wouldn't like you said i wouldn't choose to watch it again because <laughs> of it being that that painful because it was so truthful and i think you can only get that with a great script a great director and great actors you've got anthony hopkins and also like olivia coleman as well her reaction as the daughter you know there's a scene where he really lays into her in front of somebody you can just see the humiliation and just her being absolutely devastated that her father is treating her like a piece of crap yeah. basically and you just sat there like oh my god um, so I thought it was clever in, in that respect. I did think it was a bit long in some places, like it could have, but I don't think it's that kind of film where you just going it's where something happens and it's dead quick and what have you. It's just, it's just very laboured. So you kind of, well, like, like, you know, like if you do, if anybody's, you know, suffers with this horrible disease where you, it does gradual, it yeah. is gradual. So I think that the pace of the film just matches what he's supposed to be going through. But I just thought it was beautiful, to be honest. I did think it was just a beautiful portrayal and a realistic portrayal of not just what happens to the person it's happening to, but happening to people around him, like his family, and then to people looking in. And obviously it's very, very important, you know, subject. And it also is a very you know, affecting subjects because it's like doing a film about cancer or something like that. It's, yeah. it's affected everybody everybody at some point. Or even if you not directly, you know somebody has gone through that. So yeah. I think just realistic, it does the job that it says on the tin and it also surprises you as well. And that's what I really liked about it. Yeah. And what about you, Dan? Yeah, very similar, to be honest. Yeah. I obviously thought that without Anthony Hopkins' performance, it probably wouldn't... It no, wouldn't have be that memorable it, yeah. because obviously there were other films about Alzheimer's out there, like yeah. Still Alice, for example. Oh yeah, Julianne. Um, yeah, <laughs> Julianne Moore connection. <laughs> Julianne Moore. Um, well, anyway, segue. <laughs> so it's one of those where I love how it contained it is because it's literally he never leaves. I don't think he ever leaves the house. No. But obviously the house changes. Mm. Um, 
whether it, when it ends up wherever it is, it's always something different. Something's changed. Something missing. Yeah. Um, and I like how, I, at times, I didn't know where what was going on and what happening. And I think that was intentional. Yes. So you could feel the same, a similar sort of feeling to the person, you know, who they're portraying, you know, the person who has Alzheimer's, who yeah. has dementia. Um, so I did, I did like, like that in a way, the way the, the way the story told it that way. Yeah. I would not choose to watch it again, however, because yeah. <laughs> it it takes well, it reminded a lot of the sections reminded me. My granddad didn't like really have, he didn't have Alzheimer's, but there was times when we were we thought he might have, have like the onset of dementia yeah and especially times when in Anthony Hopkins scenes about um the watch. Where, where losing the watch and mm. think people are stealing things they're coming into my house and stealing things and I'm seeing things and it just just reminded me of stuff that my granddad used to say to me yeah um, especially after my grandma died so it was you know they did bring on that sort of memory yeah um but in terms of the film itself I, I, I sit there now after, after about it's been about two weeks since we watched it and I'm like as a film I understand why they've made it yeah. I understand why they've made it because they want obviously to, to be, raise awareness to raise awareness yeah. and to you know to show people who haven't gone through it this is, this this is, is what, what it's, it's like. like yeah as a commercial piece it's not going to make any money yeah I see yeah it, it's it's not going to be one of those where it's going to have a a high take up at the box office and then a high selling point when it comes to DVDs into like home yeah. cinema or DVDs it, it might do well on a streaming site for people who have not watched it and think oh I'm watching Anthony Hopkins yeah. film but anyone I don't think many people want to watch that twice no no I agree I agree with you it's not like A Quiet Place 2 no. where it, you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. it's completely different in terms of tone atmosphere completely just completely left field and it's not actiony and yeah you've got big stars holding it you've got you have got anthony hopkins but it's i mean if you compare it to the screening where we went to a quiet place too yeah. lots more people yeah you know compared to, compared to the, the father. father yeah i see well, what you mean um but yeah no it was very good and i i, I understand why he won the oscar and i wouldn't yeah. understand why he won the bafta it makes complete sense um and it's obviously a good showpiece for all the actors who are in it and and, all, and everyone who wrote and directed it and produced it. Um, but obviously, it's just one of those where you kind of like to see films where they've got a rewatchable value. Yeah. And I just yeah. don't feel like this has that rewatchable value, just mainly because once you've seen it once, you don't want you to don't see want it You don't want to see it again, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. there's other films like that. I mean, I, I find like, what, 12 Years a Slave, I don't ever want to watch yeah. that again. Um <laughs> We went to see that in the cinema, yeah, didn't we? Yeah, we did. <laughs> um, but there's, films, there's certain films like that where you, you watch them once and you go, right, okay, I've watched that now. And That's done. I, can, yeah. I, do, I, can, I don't really want to return to yeah. it because, well, do you, just because of the emotional impact that it has and, and also watching it again, you might you might have, might have not have, a, have the that, that reaction again because you kind of know what's going to happen or you don't want to return to that reaction again because... Yeah it was that painful so yeah it, it, like you say it's good in terms of you know um raising awareness and everything and why it's been made but like you say it's not going to be selling out everything yeah. that that said though anthony hopkins i think this is his best role it's, it's, it's mad to say that really because he's like there have been so many things i know but it is i do think it is it, so. it is so compelling especially like the, the end scenes yeah 
um, in terms of he just embodies the character so well. And out of the films that we've we're looking at, this yeah. is definitely his best performance by a mile. Yeah, 100%. Um, the, the only one I'd ever see, everyone talks about Silence of the Lambs, but yeah. obviously great in that. And uh, I've, I've heard he's good in another film, which I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. Um, is it Howard's End? Howard's End, yeah, with Anne Thompson. He's supposed to be really good in that, so... But I think with this this film, character-wise, he covers every single emotion because yeah. it's possible, and he goes from like you know being angry to being to being absolutely distraught and to being really nasty. You know, you you get in every single like you know the, yeah. the disintegration of of your mind, you disintegrating yeah. of your emotions, and and I think that you're not going to see that again, really. To be fair, as an 80-year-old man, he plays an 80-year-old man very well. <laughs> he does, he does, he does. He plays it incredibly well. <laughs> very, very um, well. But, uh, but, but there is a fine line, though. You know, you could have got any other actor to try this. And you, like you said, it would have fell flat. It would have, it would have just not worked. Yeah. You need somebody of that, a, not just age-wise, but of that um, amount of experience on acting and camera for it to actually just completely work and I think yeah. he did ha- hold it. Do you, so. know, do you know who was good um, in a similar role but in a different, day, completely different kind of film? Go on. Patrick Stewart in Logan. I've not seen that. So it... it's Logan is, um, you know, it's, a, it's an X-Men film. Right. But Patrick Stewart's playing an older version of himself and he's got dementia. Oh, no way. And basically um, Wolverine is his carer. Oh. And it's a really good film. I might have to lend it you. We're, we're looking back at Dan's huge DVD collection that I'm very envious of. Yeah, I have of. Logan. It's right next to Look Who's Talking and, and Lights Out. <laughs> <laughs> Alphabetical order. We've yes. got to have that right. But yeah, all right. So so similar, you know, yeah, with so, Patrick Stewart. So it's similar, yeah, well. if obviously the Anthony Hopkins one is more realistic because mm. obviously... Because... Well, it's not in the X-Men it's universe. Not, it's not in the X-Men universe for a start. <laughs> but it, it, does, it does a very similar sort of performance, Patrick Stewart, and it, it does it well. And he's a great actor as well, Patrick yeah. Stewart. But, yeah, yeah it's, it's, a good, it's a good film. It's moving. It is fun. I mean, you've got some funny funny moments. Olivia Coleman rattles them off and stuff. Yeah. And there is some lightness. It's not completely dark, but the majority yeah. of it is... Yeah, it is very slow. It's very dramatic. It's yeah. So I think I think they do that as well because obviously with we can't really ma- play with, about with well, this ma- subject matter, can you? With really? with dementia, it's not all bad. No. You know. No. Uh, you do have moments where that they might they might be lucid for a start, or they might you know they might be happy and joyful. Yeah. You know, so it's not always not always that they're depressed and down, but so it does show sort of both angles. Yeah. It uh, it, it does. And it is it is a great film. So if you haven't seen it, I would recommend seeing it. But it's, but um, like like we said, it's it's not one what we'd keep going back to. But you, we can appreciate how clever and how well made and how well acted it is. So yeah, definitely. Watch the father. Watch the father. It's not actually out on streaming yet. No. <laughs> it was it's at this, uh, it was at the cinemas. I don't know where it is now because I think it's got very limited release. Mm. Um, but I imagine it'll be out on um, streaming sites, on soon. streaming sites or Sky Store or something um, pretty soon. Um, then also you could buy the DVD. Yeah, buy the DVD. Buy the DVD. As well, you'll find as you get a, through our podcasts, especially the second one. 
not any of the film. Well, one of the films was on the streaming sites, but the other two weren't. So we, <laughs> DVDs. Lo- luckily, we had the the DVDs, so we had to do that. Uh, but yeah, don't discount owning no. films. It is such a delight to be able to go. I want to watch that film. Oh, I can because I own it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And often they have behind the scenes and commentaries and stuff like that, which I love because I like seeing yeah. how it was made and stuff. So you get the extras. Yeah. As well. And the commentaries are always good. Yeah. They're yeah. really useful. And literally, you know, say you're going on holiday, you can you need not got Wi-Fi. Take DVDs. Take your DVDs. Yep. Get a portable DVD player. Yeah. You know they still do them. I've I've got one. Yeah. I've got a, a little bush one. A little bush. <laughs> little, got a little bush. She's got a little bush. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice to know. (laughs) Good information uh, (laughs) uh, there. So so that was obviously The Father. The Father, yes. Um, I think I rated it four and a half stars. Yeah, I think I did the same. Letterboxed. Letterboxed. Great great app. People Um, should try it. So we're going to go on to To Hitchcock. Hitchcock. Um, Do you want to give us a brief description of Hitchcock? Yes, I shall. Um, so, this basically covers Hitchcock, as in, um, you know, Alfred Hitchcock, the famous Alfred Hitchcock, who directed, um, you know, Vertigo, North by Northwest, Psycho, etc., The Birds, etc., etc. Amazing, amazing director, but it's Anthony Hopkins playing Alfred Hitchcock, and it's just before he, it, well, it's about him making Psycho, and it's literally at the latter end of his career, and it's all about about how how he's dealing not with his own personal life as well as trying to get this film made. Everybody's against him to make Psycho. They think, oh, it's not not the same as North by Northwest. He couldn't get it financed, you know. So, it's it's about it's about him, um, and making Psycho. What did do you want me to go? What what I thought first, or what do you think first? Uh, I'll I'll go if you don't mind. Yeah, you um, go ahead. I, I thought this film was really weird yeah uh, <laughs> the point it's obviously it's about making a cycle but hardly hardly about making a cycle mm. i mean it's it's about obviously his relationship with alma mm, his wife his yeah. wife um which i didn't mind those scenes i didn't i didn't mind the scenes where it was him and and alma who's played by um heather mirren mm. you know they were nice scenes and um, they played off well together. I feel yeah. like Anthony Hopkins, you know, he did a good performance as Hitchcock. I'm not discrediting that. No. Um, but it proper lulls. Yeah. I mean, it follows, I think, Helen Mirren's Alma a bit too much for yeah. my liking. It's yeah. Because the film's called Hitchcock and it follows her a lot more than Hitchcock <laughs> at times. Yeah. When, I mean, if only you got Helen Mirren in your cast, it's probably quite a good idea. It's quite easy <laughs> just to have the camera follow her everywhere. Yeah. Um, but considering the title of the film is Hitchcock, yeah. you'd expect. And then when you do have Hitchcock scenes, especially when it's on his own, they go they go to this strange place where I'm like, what the hell is why, why is he talking to this random guy who who's part yeah. of the original murderer of Cycle? He's like he's talking to him. Yeah. Like I can't imagine this is based on true events. This is just something that they've decided to throw into this film. Yeah. That is just weird. Yeah, it doesn't it, make any it, sense. Yeah, I agree. And I, I just felt it was there wasn't enough balance in the film. It just there was just too much of one thing and not enough of the other. Yeah. And I like stuff when they're on set. I mean, the casting of the guy who plays Anthony per- Anthony Perkins. Oh, perfect. Fantastic. Perfect. Scarlett Johansson is. Yeah. Um. It's Janet Lee. Yeah. It's Janet Lee. Yeah. It was just fantastic. And they had. I like the scene in the car. 
Yeah, it was, uh, it was a nice scene. With Hitchcock and yeah. Janet Lee, that was, was a nice nice little scene. Um, but, so, but in terms of Anthony Hopkins, he was brilliant in it, again, mm. because it's just Anthony Hopkins, as brilliant as he can be. Yeah. Um, with the material that he's been given. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, yeah. I, I, I think there, I think there was a story to tell, but I think... There's that many variables. Like with anything in life, there's low weight, always variables, and you just need to cut the, some of these variables out. Yeah, to actually make it um, work. It's like the whole affair mm-hmm. thing. I just didn't feel like it needed it. Yeah, yeah. It, it could be that she was going on having, like... And it probably is true, you know, but it doesn't matter. If you're telling a story, you need to... It's like when you're telling a story, like, face to face, like you, went to, you, know, you met someone down the shops and you told them a story about something you did that day you're not going to say well i got up and i made a cup of tea and then i took the tea bag out and i put some milk in <laughs> you're not going to go into that much <laughs> you know? detail you just go with the event with the events of the day that were yeah. important rather than any for tiny i feel like they should have focused more down on um his actual obsessions mm. because they mention it and they make it like it's a big part of the film but it really isn't we really, no you just don't feel like it's influencing anything that anyone's doing. Yeah. Um, other than the one character who's really such a small part, I don't even remember what the character's name is. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, so, what did you think, Vic? So, I think tonally this film was off. It just felt to me like, like it was kind of. I expected something so much different than what I got. I expected it to be quite a, you know, um, like like homage to Alfred Hitchcock and more like biography. Do you know what I mean? Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. But tonally, it kind of felt like it was taking the mick. Like, it, it, it was veering off. It was literally just a fine line between taking the piss yeah. and... Like a parody. Par- yeah, it was, it, yeah, that's the, that's the yeah. word parody it felt a little bit too further that way and yeah. i don't you know i felt i just felt like it like they just tried to tried to just put so many different different things into one part and it just could it just wouldn't wouldn't work um like like you say with the obsessions there's hints of it in there but he doesn't there's no there's no connection at all between those obsessions and and how it's influencing him through creating psycho you, you you just you're not get you're not getting anything and i just thought i didn't think it was interesting enough no. like i really I, I was getting i was getting like can i turn it off now like and i and i really like res- love and respect anthony hopkins and helen mirren and i think the cast the casting, I mean, whoever, ca- I, I can't think of the person who casted it, but they absolutely got everything spot on. So everything, you had it all right, cast-wise, you know, cinematographer, you had everything there, but I think it might have just been down to the writing and the script and the direction yeah. because it just went in completely different places and you've got too much information and having that guy there and you know as as the guy who was supposed to be psycho and what have you i i get probably why they put that in there was to try and think that actually no hitchcock does have a dark mind as in he's very troubled and what have you and obviously he's had these you know obsessions with his lead actresses and stuff like that but i don't 
I don't see any connection to to how how it portrays Hitchcock. It doesn't it doesn't give any meaning to the film. I didn't find the film meaningful in any shape, way, or form. The only character I cared about was Helen Mirren's character. Yeah. The, the the only character I cared about was her because I didn't think I, I saw enough of Scarlett Johansson anyway, to be honest, and the other actress as well who was playing, you know, one of the characters in Psycho. I didn't see enough of her because there was a hint of how he was obsessed with, you know, yeah. Hitchcock was obsessed with her, but there's there's no. There's no like backstory of that or anything, and that that they didn't do anything with that. They just thought, oh, I'll add that in there. Yeah. It's like, well, why are you adding stuff in, and then not not trying to make any sense of it or making it interesting? I just got I just got bored of it, and I'm there struggling just trying. And the thing is, I thought I'd really love it because I like films. I like Alfred Hitchcock. I thought, you know what, you got a great cast there. Yeah. Really excited to watch it, and then you get it, and you're just like, what is this? What are you what are you trying to do? You know, it ends you know, and, and the way it ends and stuff, it just doesn't it I don't come out of it feeling I I I know, you know, I really feel sorry for Hitchcock or whatever yeah. or I understand him a lot more. You don't understand it really. No. Not much at all. And you think, What is this? It's just discuss just like a documentary. You know what I mean? It was just a bit like I don't know. It it was just really odd. It was really odd. It was really, it was too on the nose on a lot of things at times. Yeah, definitely. And really, obviously, like I said, the only character I cared about was Helen Mirren. And there was there's just one scene that I really love love which Helen Mirren does is when you know when they're having their argument and she said mm. and he he says you, you need to you know she's just gone and helped you know film the actual film yeah. comes home and he's saying oh you're you're having an affair blah 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 and then she goes he's and he goes oh i've not done you've not done anything for me and she's like not done anything we've mortgaged our house we've done this we've yeah. done that and you're like oh i care about her yeah i don't care about him and really i just i just i just didn't didn't see the it didn't do anything for me no it didn't do anything for me yeah, it's just, and I thought it would have done. So it's disappointing, actually. Yeah, it's just one of those where it's like, it just—I don't know whether it was in. Say, it could be in the screenplay. It, it could be in the edit, mm. where they've just not got the right balance, which made it just. You yeah, just it's don't, like you said, balance, isn't it? You just—the the only thing it did for me was that it made me look. Well, what other films have to be made about Hitchcock? Yeah. So my next look is to look at. I think it's called The Girl. Right. Which uh, is around uh, the filming of the birds. Yeah. And um, Hitchcock is played by Toby Jones. Now, oh, that, that that would be really good. Um, so I do like Toby Jones. I'll, I'll probably will sit, find that somewhere and watch that. Yeah. Because um, I feel like it probably does a better job than this. Yeah. And it's not discrediting any of the performances either. I think the performances no. are great and the casting's great. But I just, I think it is, might be just down to the script or the editing, you know, like yeah. you said, there's just, just something about it that just isn't yeah, just right. <laughs> there's also saying, there's also sort of balance and yeah. a lot of hints of this and this, and you know, he's a bit of a creep, or is he a bit of a creep, do we not know? And it's like... We'll just make a just, decision. Just tell us what you think. Yeah, yeah. Don't leave it up to our interpretation. You, yeah. You're supposed to be like a sort of a, you sort of advertise yourself as, a, as yeah. kind of like a fly on the wall kind of film and it's mm. not really that at all you just sort of making interpretations and then going well, actually no 
this is what we think of this situation, but this situation, let you decide for that. Yeah, and, and it, like, it's like no. Either do it one way or do it the I other. Do the other. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't leave it leave it just up in the air hanging because your audience are just going to be sat there going, you know what, I'm, I've had yeah. enough now. Um. So. Uh, I think I rated it three <laughs> stars, which, to be honest, it's still a recommendation. Yeah. If you like Hitchcock, it's not too bad, but uh, you can watch it for the performances. The performances are decent enough. They are. Um, I just, I just wouldn't watch it again. Uh, it was on Disney Plus, wasn't it? Yeah, Disney I, I don't Plus. Think I'd recorded it from film four months ago. Yeah. Uh, it just happened to be that we decided to do the podcast, and I was like, oh, it's a good <laughs> it's reason a, to watch it. A... <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was on... Disney Plus, if mm. anyone wants to watch it, or you can go to HMV or FAP or your, your local uh, your local DVD store where store. they sell DVDs. And I'm not talking about supermarkets, I'm talking about actual stores that sell DVDs. Yeah. And buy a copy, but don't buy a copy. But don't buy, <laughs> don't, don't buy a copy unless you're really like massive dead hard Hitchcock fan yeah, that you might want to. Unless you go to the charity shop and they have it there. Yeah. Then buy it because you're giving your money to charity. And not, yes. To the filmmakers of this film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. So, obviously, when we went for the next one, we were going. We wanted something a bit different, didn't we? So we had yeah. drama. We had two dramas. We wanted something that was a bit more, you know, risky, a bit, mm. bit of a different genre. Um, I mean, we looked at the right. Yeah. Which, I'm sure I only watched that for the first time like two years ago, and I did like the right, but. I thought The Edge would be better. Mm. Um, just because, obviously, it's more of a thriller and I didn't want to do the right because it's horror and I always talk about horror a lot. Yeah, we do. <laughs> so I thought, no, we'll move away from the horror side. Yeah, we'll go somewhere we'll different. go thrillery. So The Edge is from 1997. Um, it's by Lee Tamori. stars Anthony Hopkins and Alec Baldwin plus others. Mm. And uh, the basis of this story is Anthony Hopkins is some sort of like a billionaire basically and he's got this sort of playboy model wife Mm. um, and they've come out to this lake in the middle of um, nowhere middle of nowhere basically yeah there's forest and lakes and they're doing a photo shoot and the photographer who's like Baldwin wants to get a certain person who's out hunting and they go to try and find him in their helicopter and it crashes and they get left abandoned and they have to try and find their way back. Um, so, what did you think of this film? I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Like, I thought it was such a different different film. To, like, you see, because I have seen a lot of Anthony Hopkins's work. Yeah. Because I'm obsessed. But, you know, I, I, think, I think because... I wouldn't have imagined imagined him in this type of film. Yeah. You know, in the, it being a film, it's quite action. It's quite got quite, quite a bit of action, really. Yeah, it when does you so. think about it. So, I thought, oh, Anthony Hopkins in something like this. I was like, wow, what the hell? And then, oh, then yeah, I really, I, I found it entertaining and, I, and it was fr- thrilling because, you know, you've got the lovely, you know, uh, kind of relationship dynamic between Anthony Hopkins and Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Right. Alec Baldwin. <laughs> Segway. I did say I don't like Alec Baldwin. And I and I, I've watched this film and you know what? I do like Alec Baldwin in this film. I did think he was very good. Anyway. Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. Matt Damon. Um 
segue um yeah so i really like the relationship between those two because they, they are enemies and and you get i like how subtle things are in this film yeah. like this little at the beginning obviously you're establishing the relationships between everybody anthony hopkins is you know his character his wife and you know um alec baldwin's character and there's just little subtle like comments and looks and exchanges it makes you think oh hang on something's not right here between these two people and obviously you get Anthony Hopkins's character being very um you know very uh, cerebral he's, he's he's intelligent he's clever and you get Alec Baldwin who's just very gung-ho not really very clever <laughs> and and um yeah and then they get lost in this this wilderness and I do like that aspect of like I look. I like uh, when I was a kid. I always used to play outside, so I liked the kind of man versus beast kind yeah. of element to it. The natural, you know, being in the natural world and actually what that does to people, because you know Alec Baldwin, his character when he finds out that actually he might not be able to get out there alive, he he just he just he completely melts, and you see Anthony Hopkins really steadfast. No, we're gonna find a way out. And there's a, you know, it's like what does what does the environment do to these people, which I find really interesting. Yeah. Because really, like, what makes it interesting is because you've got the danger element, you've got the bear. Yeah. So you know they've got this man eating bear that that comes trying to kill them, and that's the risky element of it. And obviously, when it dies, <laughs> I mean, I've never I never felt spoilers. Uh, when it dies, <laughs> spoilers, spoilers. You're gonna watch it anyway, but <laughs> like. I love I love the build up to it, you know, like it. That's what's gripping is it build. It, like I never thought I'd be so like like proper like het up of wanting a bear dead. Yeah. Like it's a bear, but when you add it add it into this like really proper volatile environment, you're like, oh my god, I'm fearing for the lives. Yeah. Like there's a scene where there's a waterfall and and the bear yeah. is chasing them and you literally your heart is pounding yeah so that's what's great about it it does build tension it, it is a thriller you know yeah um obviously it does take a while to set up but you need to establish some relationships to see what happens to them yeah which is great and to, to be fair even in that setup they do build a little bit of tension straight of away it's the like yeah. second, second they get there they yeah. talk about the bears yeah and don't leave food out and stuff and then obviously they set him up for a a surprise. A surprise, yeah. Even that scene, I, even that scene, I, I kind, kind of find quite scary. It is. Um, it's the way it's the way it's shot. It's the way it's way yeah. it's built up. It's the acting, like the music. You just you just like, oh, it's it's gonna happen. Like it really. That's what's great about this film. It does build the tension really well, so it just keeps you gripped. Um, I just I, I thought like also I was watching it and I, and I thought. You know what? The importance of soundtrack. I know we've mentioned this a million times, but yeah. I, w- I, w- I was watching it and I was watching them going through, through like the woodlands and stuff like that and you think, if there was no music here, yeah. like it would be dead. I'm pretty sure it's, uh, it's Jerry Goldsmith who does the... Uh, it is, yes. Who does the soundtrack for it because it's just so... Yes. It's just so powerful that it just pushes the narrative more yeah that's it yeah the narrative. It, it, obviously it changes it in places but it just really pushes it even like at the start when they're flying in on the plane yeah. and it's just like you just feel like oh this is this is going to be one of those films yeah you're, you're going to enjoy it it's going to be tense and it all comes from the music yeah absolutely um, 
I mean, with this film, I, I've watched this film from when I was young, so I've, I've seen it quite a few times. Yeah. Um, there's still things that you notice more and more when you watch it more and yeah. more. Um, but it's like the little back and forth. I love the little back and forth between like Borden and Nancy Hopkins. Just the great little great. like stingy phrases at each other. Yeah. Um, you don't like um, you're not clever or but, you know. I mean, there was one bit in it. I just, I never noticed it before, but I thought that is. <laughs> it, it, I, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like, like I can't even remember what the actor's called, but the one who plays Mercutio. Yes. In Romeo, Romeo and Juliet. Juliet. Um, he's in this film and he's the photographer mm. who worked with the fashion designer which is Alec Baldwin which is Alec Baldwin and they crash and he's, he survives with them they save him um, and then they are um, just trying to start a fire mm. and they know at this point they've seen the bear haven't they I think they're yeah. walking they've already seen the bear so Anthony Hopkins <laughs> Gives him his knife and says, "Make a spear out of this. Do as you're told." And I'm like, "Ooh, that's a little bit racist." <laughs> I'm like, "Is that in there intentionally?" As like, because that's literally what like, leads to him getting killed because he cuts himself, mm. and that brings that draws. Oh, the does blood it just happen that he, he is or just it, a black? But it's just a black. Oh, is it just a coincidence? But it just, I just felt. But to be fair, if you watch the face of the character. Mm. Even he looks offended the fact that he's just been told to make a spear. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I do feel like whether that's just something about the character, Anthony Hopkins' character, in terms of you know he's protagonist in this, but he's not Rosie. No, of course he's not. No. You know, he comes from this background of, you know, of what this is what play what he was he was was like when yeah, like his fathers and his fathers were like to yeah. people of a different color. Uh, but other than that. Um, I mean, the performance is. Uh, I mean, he's done better performances than Anthony Hopkins, I'd say. Yeah. Um, but it is very sort of nuanced. It's very um, low key. It's not nothing's. He's never over the top. No. At all. Because easily, it could it could have easily gone completely over the top, and yeah. it just wouldn't have worked. Th- th- you know? There's not like shouting. He's not like he's in Mask of Zorro, you know. No. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, it's more. It's very much a low key sort of character. You know, he likes reading and mm. he's very, he's obviously got lots of money and he doesn't like people talking about the money and he's, he thinks he knows everything because he's read these books and when he goes out into the wild, he doesn't, he doesn't work out as, as if he, yeah. the way he thinks. Because um, Alec Baldwin's more kind of a practical kind of hand, hands-on, you know, he's yeah. like, oh, I'm going to go this way, I'm going to do, but actually, actually the selfishness comes out in him as well. Yeah, it yeah, does, yeah. You know, um, and, and... I think Anthony Hopkins' character is quite selfless in some ways, you know, he doesn't really... Yeah, I, I find he's very caring, but it's just to the point where Alec Baldwin's character is obviously just... He's all about Alec Baldwin. Yeah. <laughs> all that's about all, him. That's all he cares about. Yeah. Um, and obviously, he's just... They're just pushing each other. They're very polarised. Mm. Polarised characters and they push against each other all the time. And I think that's what creates the majority of the tension in the film. It's because you don't know what Alec Baldwin's character is going to do, and you don't know where the bear is. Yeah, you don't know who to. You don't know what. No, don't know how to yeah. trust them, or who you're going to trust. But it's, it's these two having to trust each other to yeah. get rid of the bear, and then after that, they deal with each other mm. in a way. Um, but to me, after the bear goes, the tension drops. Yeah. Entirely because you don't feel Anthony Hopkins is in that much danger. No. No. Um, I agree with you. But other than that, I, I do enjoy this film. 
it is one I could go back to. And I think it's, it's a thriller, and it's the bear. I think the bear brought, brings me yeah. brings me back every time because I, I always remember that first scene, which is never actually the bear, because of that. Because of that scene, I always think that the bear ends up in the cabin somehow, and it never does. No, no, no. Um, but, it's just, a, <laughs> it's just. But it's a, but that's great. What's great about that scene is that yeah. it does build up that much yeah. tension yeah. that you that you that you, that's seared into your memory. Then, isn't yeah. it really? Which is great. It is. That's what that's what films are about, you know. Um, so yeah, it was it was the bear that brought it in for me. I think. Mm. Um, but it, it, say the music. Oh, the music is amazing. Um, the you know the low key, the low key performance from Anthony Hopkins and more outlandish Alec Baldwin performance. He suits the part. He yeah. does suit the part really well. He plays Nobed. He plays Nobed very he well. He does play Nobed really well. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He do, He does play it really well. And <laughs> and yeah, everything's everything's quite understated. It's not. It's not overplayed because actually, it's not really about the. The kind of you know, it's about the environment that they're in yeah, and is. the situation that they're in. You know, it's not necessarily about we're going to hone in on this. Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not a character piece, is it? No, it's not. It's not. Even though they've got like yeah. really strong characters and everything in there, but it's not about that. Yeah, and to be fair, they do have. It's not like they don't have progression in the character. They do have yeah. progression. Yeah, they do. Uh, There's a lot of But it is more about obviously yeah. situational in terms of you're stuck in the middle of nowhere. You need to get back. How are you going to get back? How are you going to get oh, back? Oh, by the way, there's a man-eating bear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it puts the audience in that situation. You're like, oh my god, like what would I do in that situation? What would happen? So it's great. It's a really good filler. I enjoyed it. It's like Jungle Run meets The Hunger Games. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You've been chosen. <laughs> It is great. It is great. Um, it is very, yeah. And I, I do think the importance of soundtrack. Yeah, I, I, re- it, it, I really it pro- do. Properly plays on it in that film. Yeah. Because without the soundtrack, it's not the same film. No, it, it wouldn't. Um, it wouldn't be nothing. It just be some two guy, two or three guys in in the woods yeah. just, just walking around. Yeah. Oh look, there's a bear. That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> and also what's nice about this film there's a lot of foreshadowing do you know what I mean like, oh yeah this, this, it's great they set, I like they that they set so much up with the foreshadows yeah and with the bear trap and yeah with the bear and yeah the, meat the book the book the book, the book and it, literally there's so much the, the needle yeah everything. It's, it is great in that sense as well yeah it's clever so, yeah. so yeah, watch I, The Edge I definitely recommend watching The Edge and it's on Disney Plus yeah Disney Plus um, so before we finish I thought we could just update people where we're up to yes. in terms of our filming side. Mm-hmm. So I think um, we'll just talk about Are You Happy? Yes. Uh, which is the film that we're working on with No Rose Productions. Yeah. Um, we are going to be shooting that in July, um, doing a two-day shoot at a location. And um, then it should go into the edit and No Rose will, I think, be... T- sending it out to film festivals film festivals i think they're already pro like looking into that into which film festivals would be the most appropriate yeah and then um so yeah we're looking forward to it we're working with some great actors yeah amazing and um some some great crew and we've got soundtrack we've got the soundtrack we've got in the mind. soundtrack and yeah so it's going to be quite good it's the second time we've worked together yeah behind the camera and um so yeah we're really looking forward to that yeah we have we have a great re- working relationship because you know dan's amazing at the technical side of filming and i know i i, I know yeah. a li- i know a little 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 tiny tiny bit but you know um dan dan dan's knowledge of technical 
aspects of filming and just filming in general is just like insane so like it's and also I'm I obviously come from an acting background so I I know how yeah. to work with actors and stuff so we work very very well yeah we do together. It's like, especially with, with you with like the blocking side and how the actors react and how the body language and stuff yeah I mean I do have insights on it and I do have like yeah, opinions on it but it's I do know that you'll be able to communicate it better to the actors <laughs> because you've worked on stage and you've worked behind you've worked yeah as an actor for quite a long time so it just makes it a lot easier yeah to do it as a duo and plus we've got very similar mindsets and we both know what kind of movie we want to make yeah and we both kind of know what 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 each other is thinking in in yeah. when we're in a working environment we kind of know what 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 the other is going to think or going to say yeah. and stuff and we never we never like we, ne- we never had an argument no <laughs> so, so. Well, it, it always makes more like the conversation we had the other week when I, I knew you were talking to someone I knew that you were talking out your ass yeah yeah and, and, I, he, <laughs> he, and he knows me he knows me like you, you know you know when I'm yeah. when I'm when I'm just completely not even like yeah. even understanding what was it a car it was a yeah. car wasn't it and yes. she was but, telling me yeah basically some, someone was telling Vic about the car that she's got and it's like, yeah, it's a nice car that and afterwards went, You don't even know what car that is, do you? And she's like, No. no. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how well well Dan knows me, so that's why we, we just work, work really well together. So we are looking forward to shooting. We 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 it is a really good script that um Paul has done and we're and we're really looking forward to sharing it with everyone. So please, like if you if we do share it out into the public you know, please share it around and watch it if you want. Yes. Um, so, yeah, keep an eye out for that and follow, um, obviously follow us, Camera Rolling, uh, on Twitter and if you follow, search for No Rose Productions, they also have a Twitter and Facebook page. Yeah. So it be worth um, following that because they'll be posting updates, especially from the shoot. We'll be doing some behind-the-scenes um, yeah. stills. So um, just keep an eye out for them and you can um, see what we're up to. Um, so we're going to finish the Anthony Hopkins podcast now and um, we will be back in around about a week's time with the animation one um, so we shall see you then bye